Mind of Man, Mind of God, number 45, June 17th, 2007. It's the 11th Sunday in Ordinary Time. It's Father's Day, and it's my sister's birthday. Happy birthday, Caroline. Hi, Dave. Hi, Reiner. How you doing? I'm fine. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing great. <laughs> no, I think I should, in, in, in the interest of full disclosure to our audience, say that we often talk before the show. Uh-huh. And um, I just want everyone to know that um, Reiner and I talked before the show, and he had a few issues that had to work out, but he's feeling much better now. <laughs> yes. Right? That's right, Dave. <clears throat> it's like you're my psychologist or something. Well, you know, it's just... That's just something I do from time to time. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, here we are. Father's Day. Father's Day. That's great. And well, I'm going to talk about Father's Day later on, the end of the show here. But Okay. So, what's happening? Anything? Just get back from vacation, huh? I did. Went to Daytona Beach. It was really cool. Yeah. It was hot. It rained somewhat, but... You know, it's Florida. It rains for a while and then stops. So that's cool. And they were needing my the mom, rain. though. Hmm? Were not able to connect with my mom there? Though I wasn't. I like I said, I called her a couple times. Got her machine. Her machine is just like my mom's machine. She's got the default message from the manufacturer on it. Right. Probably so you don't know. Never mind. <laughs> no, I think I might have explained my the, the technological um, problems that. My family in general has, and my mom in particular. So, yeah, but programming the message would be way beyond her. Which doesn't mean she's not intelligent. She actually is very intelligent, but technological things seem to, I don't know, baffle her. I guess. Yeah. Generational thing, I suppose. I guess I don't know. There are people our age who don't know it. That's true. I have, you know, kids who, you know, they're. Gee whiz, you know, all kids anymore, all computer wizards, unless you have to do something other than break them. <laughs> then they might be able to do it. But They're no, good at breaking them, huh? Yeah. Of course, none of my kids, they just say, Dad, since I'm Mr. Computer, they don't have to know anything, so. That's not good. They don't learn those skills because you take care of them. Yeah, I know, but. Oh, well. Roger's actually got a job doing computer stuff, sort of. Really? <laughs> yeah. But anyway. So, uh, you want to talk about these readings at all? Or? No, not, I don't really want to talk about it at all. But. Me either. <laughs> so. But we ought to, shouldn't we? Yeah, there's hookers and, you know. There's hookers and Pharisees and. Killing people and taking their wives. And people taking their wives. What could be better oh. than that? Polygamy. I think we got polygamy going on polygamy. here. Polygamy. Oh, he killed the guy. Yeah, he killed the guy. Did he? Did he kill the guy to take his wife? Yeah. Wow. This was an actually an abuse of power. The story is, you know, who was it? U- Uriah. Hey, he, check it right here. Uriah. Yeah. Uriah of the Hittites. Yeah, he was uh, like one of David's. David was the king, and his, and Uriah's wife was who. I forget. <laughs> but she was hot. And Uriah, so he sent Uriah up, you know, he was like one of his generals in the army. Yeah. So he said, go have him go up where the, you know, to the front lines and get killed. Wow. Because he did his wife while he was gone, and she got pregnant, so he was going to get in trouble. So he had the husband killed 
you know, but but since he was the king, he, you know, <laughs> he had a way to do it than other than just offing him, you know. Yeah. So, so then Nathan the prophet was yelling at him, tell him that was wrong, asshole. Yeah. And he says, "I'm the king," but. Eh. But then he said he was sorry. Yeah, and then he said he was sorry, so it made it all better. <laughs> That's how it works, right? Yeah. You just do any rotten, nasty, awful thing you want and say, oh, sorry. And then it makes it all better. That doesn't have anything, any relevance with your current uh, life, does it? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then the Lord forgive, forgave him and everything. You know, did, did Dave kind of, did he kind of um, straighten up after that? Is he kind of okay after that? Well, I don't, yeah, I guess. He was still the king and everything. So he might have done whatever he wanted anyway. What if he just said he's sorry and the next week he did the same thing? Well, no, I'm just saying that he was the king, so he kept got to keep being the king. It's not like, you know, God jobified him or something. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I wonder why he didn't. I don't know. It's a, You know, that's an interesting story because, you know, David, King David, he allegedly wrote most of the Psalms and everything, right? Right. So he's, you know, God's, you know, little wonder boy. And then he goes and offs Uriah and takes his wife because she's hot. I mean, you know, I, I'm down with that concept, but, you know, I'm going, it's probably wrong. But David went, oh, what the hell? <laughs> Did it anyway. So, you know, it's hard to say, right? Because he's your little golden boy and he... <laughs> Look what he did. Exactly. So now what do you do? Mm. I don't know. It's a good well, it's sort of a, uh, a, a message about the uh, propensity for power to corrupt, too, isn't it? Yes. Which isn't shocking to anyone. Well, you know, people get into positions of power and they think they can do whatever they want to do and also they think that they can do it just because they're in power. Just like, I'm a cop and you're not. Right. I'm a judge and you're not. I'm the president and you're not. Exactly. So what are you going to do about it? Right. It's right because I'm doing it. Sometimes they have that idea as well. Laws don't apply to me. Right. L'état c'est moi, bafangu. I know what the last part. What's the first, what's the first part mean? Oh, that was Louis the something that said, you know, they toss him why says, "What about the state?" And he says, "The state is me." Oh yeah, yeah. You know. And then you added the Italian from the last part. Exactly. That was a hair finkism, actually. <laughs> Did you ever have him? Oh, I loved hair fink. Yeah. I had him for two classes. Yeah. yeah, that was that's what he said. He says, "Yes." Yeah, so Louis the sixteenth or six says, "What about the state?" He says "Latasse moi," which basically means "bafangul." <laughs> anyway, so everyone knew what "bafangul" means, too. Exactly. We don't need to go into that. No. So. Family show. Yeah, family show. Right. It's a dis. I like to think we're a dysfunctional family show. Well, I I got that, so we're good. So okay, so we got the first reading covered. <laughs> All right, we got two more of these bullshit readings, and then we can talk about something else, right? How's your mood going? Is it proving oh, it's at all? It's great. It? It's great, Dave. <laughs> okay, the second reading is the one where you told me I shouldn't diss all the Protestants, right? Well, you do it every week, and it's just, you know, I just want to have a week off for you, not like... Okay. Okay, all right, then I'll go this way. This is the one where those wonderful Protestants have the thought that they can do whatever the hell they want, but as long as they have faith in Christ, their works don't matter. 
All right, and here's justification right here in this reading. Nicely done. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, moving on, what does it say there? It says, uh, so, so if you just have faith in God, you can basically do whatever. You shouldn't pay attention. Well, it's a valid point, isn't it? You shouldn't just be adhering to laws that are set out. It, you need to be listening to the will of God more than... It's true. I'm not justified by works of the law. Like, if I... Especially because the Jews had lots of laws, right? I mean, just because I put the little piece of paper on my door and don't cut my hair and don't shave my beard and whatever, okay, therefore I'm going to heaven. No, that's not right. I also have this idea here, I've been crucified with Christ. and I live no longer, but Christ lives with me. So it's almost that identification with the passion of Christ, too. Yeah. We could, yeah. The passion of Christ. There we go again. But <laughs> well, I thought I, that just struck me as interesting, that that idea that by believing you, you two have been crucified, that whole concept of the, that whatever the crucifixion, Crucifixion, uh, crucifixion uh, represent that in, in that context. I, I mean, what does it represent there? Uh, you're, if someone who's faithful is also crucified, what does that mean? That they're also um, giving up their life or giving up their regular life or the life of spirit or something? Or, you know, they're being purged of their sin through their crucifixion or something. Yes, and I think in our own personal lives, when we have troubles, especially even like family troubles, perhaps that is a crucifixion. I want to say crucifixion. Crucifixion. You know, Dave, I said that once to a priest. Yeah. I said, so what you're telling me is I need to like, it's going to take me 40 years of hell, just like the Israelites wandering in the desert, and I should just put up with this shit because, you know, oh well, <laughs> I'm like Christ. Yeah, and, and what was his response? He said, no, you shouldn't have to put up with crap like this. Okay, thanks. I mean, you know, everybody has suffering, but you shouldn't let people just, you know, <laughs> kick your ass just because they feel like they can. Right, right. So. Well, which raises the question that turn the other cheek versus self-care. Where Where is the line? What, what, what does, maybe turn the other cheek is about forgiveness. Not so much not taking care of yourself. Maybe it's not you don't defend yourself, but you defend yourself as well as you can, and whatever happens, you don't hold on to it. Although sometimes I want to hold on to it because I don't want to be screwed over again. <laughs> yes, Dave. <laughs> so the next reading <laughs> is about the alleged hooker. Right. All right. And and <laughs> he says, if this man were a prophet, he would know who and what sort of woman this is who is touching him. Hmm. Pharisee just testing him with this, this part of the whole deal. Do you think he had it all planned? No. No? I think this is another example of the people who think they're all that, you know, disdaining people, you know... <laughs> I mean, because if you read into the, the later in this reading, the guy apparently snubbed Jesus, right? He says, when I entered your house, you didn't give me water for my feet. 
and when she's blah 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 you didn't give me a kiss blah 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 you didn't anoint my hoe with oil so apparently the Pharisee was already treating Jesus like a second class citizen you know if it was if he was a Pharisee he would have done all these things it was somebody of his same class all right then he would have treated him with respect and he didn't so then this one came in and did this for him which you know well I like this one line down here kind of interesting it said but the one to whom little is forgiven loves little I wasn't quite sure it seemed like it was seemed like it made sense I wasn't exactly sure what was being said there but was he saying that because the Pharisee loves little then he, he is not forgiven all that much whereas the woman the as you say hooker um because she um loved she was forgiven is that the point I don't know that's not the way I was taking it but <laughs> well how are you taking it so, so, so I tell you her many sins I'll give you the quote so I tell you her many sins have been forgiven because she has shown great love but the one to whom little is forgiven loves little yeah I'm looking at it I is that because the Pharisee loved little? Well, yeah, I think he's pointing out that, you know, you say you have nothing to be forgiven of, but your heart is heart, is heart right? And you don't love. And this woman is, you know, it, it, it brings to mind, again, to me, this whole passion thing of, you know, I, if something really touches me and I'm passionate about it, you know, I, I love a lot. Whereas, or I stuff all that in a box and I follow the rules, you know. Well, these are the rules and they're going to save me. Right. And they're like, no, this is my passion. And, I mean, she was passionate about Jesus. She was crying and kissing and anointing because she felt strongly this is, you know, a thing. And he was all, wouldn't even, you know, (laughs) give Jesus water to wash his feet because you know well this is just an itinerant priest or he's not a member of the union of Pharisees or whatever sure. the hell. so he says and so therefore you know Jesus didn't say your sins are forgiven and his sins are probably worse again I mean that's part of that whole what was this woman's sin let's say she was a hooker it doesn't really say that but <laughs> but you know so she again that's part of the whole sins of the flesh you know right. passion or are just misguided expressions of love. I mean, yeah. they're wrong, but they're you know <laughs> they're they spring from a good source, even though they wind up taking a wrong turn. Yes. Whereas this guy has no love for anyone. He has rules and laws, and they're gonna and they they make me better than you. No, it's, it's about ego. So I mean, that's the way I took it. But, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I, I'm all about following the rules when you can, but, you know, they're not the end. What are they there for anyways? Why are the rules there? The rules take people away from just a spontaneous love. <laughs> yes, Dave, they're like guidelines, though. Yeah. 
I mean, you have to have lines. Here's where the lines are, right? I mean, so you can operate within the lines. Within the lines, you can do whatever you want to do, maybe. No, I'm just saying that you can't, I don't know. You need to have lines, right? If children, for instance, have no boundaries. Then they might do things like. They go to hell. And, you know. Might well, do things when their parents are away, for instance. If they're assholes, they would do that. Right. You know. But Which is no good. Exactly. But but the reason I got this way is because there was never any, you know, there's no rules, there's new laws, I can do whatever I want. Right. No, that, you know, then then you become like these people that say, the laws don't apply to me, I, l'état c'est moi, right? right? And so, why are there laws? Because there needs to be, because people are stupid. <laughs> well, it's an interesting dichotomy from the first reading to this reading, in a sense, because David, he didn't have any lines or any laws, because maybe he was king, and he thought none of them applied to him. Then you come to the Pharisee with all these laws and lines, and there's so many laws and lines that love goes right out the um, window. It's true. But both of them get yelled at, so, you know. That's good. <laughs> I mean, Jesus is yelling to Pharisee, and Nathan is yelling to David, so I don't know. So this week's readings are about yelling at people that are messing up. All right. I'm good <clears throat> with that. I think that's something you could take away. Let's, yeah, Okay. I think people need to be yelled at sometimes. I'm sure they do. I don't think yelling is enough. That's the problem. And does this have anything to do with foosball, Dave? Well, certainly, Reiner. Of course it does. <laughs> there are, the, you know, with foosball, you have lines right there. You have lines across the foosball table. You have the limits of the table. Yet within that, and you have to play by the rules, however... Within playing by the rules, there's a lot of latitude for making some great moves and making some great shots. And you can't let the rules necessarily dictate what you're doing or thinking about. You just have to accept them and do what you need to do. Yeah, I guess. You know, I have a foosball table in my uh, front room here that I had to clean some sticky ass shit out of one of the. Trace, I hope it was just a, you know, alcohol or something. <laughs> yeah, I hope so too. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, and you probably don't want to kick, you know, your opponent's ass because, I mean, or if you do, then, you know, that violates, like, the laws a little bit too far on one side. What do you think? You need to kick their ass on the table. All right, you need to kick their ass within the limits of the game. There you versus, go. Versus, you know, taking it's them out and... You know, sending them off to war and taking their wife. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. And as a as a ending today today's show, I just want to say something about fathers. And now, both Ryan and I, our fathers are are gone, but uh, they were. Uh, I only knew Reiner's father a little bit, but my own father was quite a character. Tons of stories about him. And I just want to say that uh, thank my dad for um, taking care of me and raising me and um, messing me up to whatever extent he messed me up and doing good stuff to whatever extent he did good stuff. But on balance, everything was was good. And I just want to say that I think being a father 
certainly is uh, I'm not one but uh, you know Reiner is and I know it can be a very challenging and at times rewarding and at times exasperating experience but thank God there's there's people that, that will do it amen amen thanks dad <laughs> thanks dad hope everything's good where you are and I know you're probably um, probably uh creating more stories wherever you are now. <laughs> All right. Amen. We're out. out. Ciao. Yeah. You can make it. Shoot it. Mommog.com.